0: and welcome to episode 287 of 40 going on 14 and i am mike i am patrick i'm joel and i'm josh
1: and i've never known a whole lot about the tournament rules of karate but after weeks immersed in the karate kid i think i now somehow know less
0: <laughs> there,
1: i actually there. think i know more about cricket than i do now about <laughs> <laughs>
2: tournament karate it's, it's, so kind, it's kind of funny when they when when they walk into the the, the tournament and out of the three of them, the only one that knows any of the rules is the girlfriend of the guy competing.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like a strike sometimes is a point, and sometimes is illegal,
0: and sometimes yeah. isn't a point. And sometimes, if you elbow somebody in the face, they yell at you. Other times, they don't. But it and Sometimes
2: sense. you score a point, and they just go, "No point," and they just you know you just got to stand up, and they say, "No point." You know, I'm like, oh, I noticed that at one point. I'm like, what? <laughs>
0: Well, it kind of makes sense that she would know about know the rules, because if she was dating Johnny, yeah, she would be there all the
2: time. For sure, yeah. I'm just saying, maybe those two retards should have checked it out at some point in the two months they had.
1: It was so much easier in Bloodsport. It's like, can the guy move? No. Okay,
3: he lost. <laughs>
2: right? <laughs> Where were all the ninja? Did, did you want to bring some salt in? That's fine.
0: <laughs> can you do the splits? You're in. <laughs> so if you haven't figured out from that banter uh we're doing thank goodness because i was about to say if you like urine oh <laughs> <laughs> you're listening to the wrong girl. Yeah, now i've got to change the category on the podcast um so we uh, are doing the category. karate kid This
2: category
0: i've never played categories with pat you don't like that nope not the same game i'm still cleaning out my fingernails uh so yeah we are doing a karate kid but we're not how did you
2: get pink eye at board night board game night (laughs) damn it (laughs) if you like pink eye
0: (laughs) i've got the plague we're doing karate kid the original one versus not the remake with uh jackie chan and what's his face
1: yeah If mirrors are real, successfully avoided having to watch anything with Jaden Smith.
0: Yes, that that is our held record. We are doing it versus Cobra Kai, the uh, uh, show that came out strangely enough on YouTube Red. Yep.
1: Yeah, should very shortly be going. uh, Like all YouTube's premium stuff is going free. I I think they figured out that people are way more willing to watch commercials, and they'd make more. Yeah. Well, I I don't think the YouTube Red experiment worked out. No, not so much. Well,
2: YouTube Red has already turned into YouTube Premium. YouTube Red is gone.
1: Yeah, and I think they're talking about all premium stuff very shortly is going to be uh, free of charge.
3: And check nice. out Pat's channel, YouTube Brown. Mm-hmm.
0: YouTube Scat. It's <laughs> categories ScatTube. It's about poop. Okay, no, stop. This is not going to be the theme of the show. This is
2: you the Scat? Should <laughs> you should call it You Scat? <laughs> How about We Scat?
0: Zee,
3: <laughs>
2: I'm the scat man. I got nothing.
0: Yeah, I. If I, you like
3: scat... <laughs> kick the leg, Johnny.
0: So, Josh, just take it. I, I we got nothing for you. Uh, yeah, I,
1: yeah, we've got shows on the podcast collective, <laughs> <laughs> such as the Internet with Scott the Pool Boy, the Dog and Deuce Show. Wait a minute, maybe I'm still going on about the poop thing. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mom and the New Dad, and of course, the Rad Dad Radio Hour.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh. Uh, iTunes, Blueberry, Stitcher, Show, Podverse FM, NoonFM.com, Podchaser, and Spotify. All those fun places you can find our shows, and uh, also iHeartRadio if you want to give us a call. And, uh, Say whatever. We appreciate it. That's 708 now. Rap. That's 708-669-9727. Yeah, give us a call.
1: It's been a long time since we've had a listener voicemail.
0: Yeah, you can hear yourself on internet radio. Ooh.
1: Check us out. It's a keyboard
0: Scat. No, no, you're you're totally off. That's not no. what happened. No. Now it's about that time. This week in
2: music. Movies. And TV. Um, boop. Damn it! I was going to say and scat. I was going to throw it right. around. <laughs> Get him a body bag. <laughs> Get him a colostomy bag.
0: That one kid was psychotic. You know, Johnny had his own issues, but that uh, there was one kid in the background that you there were two just kids, had...
2: two of the other kids, the one with the really short blonde spiky hair,
0: and the one kind of looked like a, like somebody took a picture of Kevin Bacon on Silly Putty. And
2: yeah, there was there was really only the one kid who was who, who the kid that he made to injure him. It was the same kid that was like, he's had enough, Johnny. He was the only kid that was like, maybe we're psychos. Tommy? Yeah, Tommy. Tommy was the only good kid in the whole group.
0: They may come back. Yeah, Maybe we shouldn't commit a felony. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Now, the theme of the day is June twenty second, 1984, which is the premiere of the original The Karate Kid.
3: All right, so music. The number one song in the land was "The Reflex" by Duran Duran, which was knocked off by "Windows Cry."
0: Two really good songs, indeed. Yeah, I like them both. You know, if what? I had to choose, though,
2: I would choose "Windows Cry." Yeah, yeah, for sure. The Reflex is, I, I think it's overrated. I don't think it's bad. I just think it's kind of eh.
3: it's it's a decent pop song, but it's not
0: friends. It's next, not, next, next, next. it's not the best of Duran Duran. <laughs>
3: that just had a stroke.
2: That's part of the song. <laughs> <laughs> Simon had a stroke. Hmm, Simon. Back, 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 back.
0: And Simon really LeBond like. trying to eat a, a popcorn kernel. That's what that sounds like.
3: <laughs> He's trying to eat a banana pat. <laughs> All right. On June 24th, the release of Prince's Purple Rain happened. The album sold over 20 million copies and gave Prince two U.S. number one Singles.
2: One of them being Windhobs Cry. What was the other one?
0: Uh, let's Go Crazy.
2: Yes, very good. Oh! What? I would not have guessed that.
0: Well, we have in the Prince show. You knew all of them. I'm a big Prince fan. So.
2: <laughs> oh, wait.
0: No, nah, that's not the Prince we're looking at. That's the Fingerprints?
2: Team. No, I'm not going to do that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, on June 18th, at the
3: climax of a Judas Priest concert at Madison Square Garden, fans begin ripping out the cushions from the seats and throwing them on stage. Judas Priest paid damages and were banned for life from performing at Madison Square Garden.
0: Huh. It's been a hell of a show. Uh,
3: I mean, taking it out. On, I mean, your fans did it and you take it out on the band, though. Well,
2: know, Yeah, cool. that's kind of what are you going to do? Like, build the fans?
0: Yeah. What are you going to get? $50 on the way out? Right. Yeah,
1: I mean, that would be the way to keep the fans from coming to Madison Square Garden, is not having the band go.
3: <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> it's not making sense. All right. And finally, Robert-
0: This is not my beautiful house. This is
3: <laughs> Robert Reiniger. Meredith Wilson was a musician, composer, conductor, musical arranger, band leader, and playwright. He was best known for writing the book, music, and lyrics for The Music Man. The cast recording of The Music Man won first ever Grammy Award for Best Original Cast Album. He wrote three other Broadway musicals, including the acronym of the week, TUMB.
1: I'm pretty sure that's just Tentacles
3: Up My Butt. <laughs> <laughs> I've watched that music. I think it's off Broadway, but I've watched it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the anime musical, really. <laughs>
0: They're up no, my the- butt.
2: <laughs> that was the unsinkable Molly Brown. You were very close. Yeah, he wasn't too far off. Or Prokofiev. He uh,
3: composed symphonies and popular songs, and his film scores were twice nominated for Academy Awards. One being for composing the score for Charlie Chaplin's
2: *The Great
0: Dictator*. That's a great movie. <clears throat>
2: I've never actually seen it. I've just I've seen the big speech. That's it.
1: Oh. I, I'm not sure I've seen much of it aside from the big speech either. Actually.
0: No, yeah, that's that's the one that everybody knows. But I I. Well, a few years ago, I got a real big kick on silent movies and watched, like, uh, Metropolis. and Oh, so good. Yeah. All right, speaking of movies, let's move on to movies.
1: The number one movie in the land was Ghostbusters. Yeah. Yeah, I hear they're uh, remastering the uh, Ghostbusters video game for PS4.
0: What? Oh, the yeah. one that's supposed to be the, <laughs> the real Ghostbusters 3, the one that was written by... Uh... Yep. Oh. Well, it's actually got the the original four in it, so yeah, that
1: should be coming soon. Nice. Uh, Rhinestone Stalling, Stalling.
0: (laughs) Rhinestone Stalling was a Olympic pole jumper. (laughs) (laughs) He
2: he was an old Western actor.
0: (laughs) Rhinestone, starring Dolly
1: Parton and Sylvester Stallone, was released this week. Like a rhinestone cow.
2: Have you guys seen that movie? I actually have. Yes. Yeah, I have too. It's not good. No, not so good. Sylvester Stallone is as good of a country-western singer as you would think he is.
3: Like a rhinestone
2: cowboy. (laughs) What? just going to
1: move on. Paul Dano, American actor, director, screenwriter, and musician known for movies such as Little Miss Sunshine, There Will Be Blood, Love and Mercy, Prisoners, and 12 Years a Slave was born in New York City on June 19th.
3: He's a hell of an actor,
1: too. I
2: do like Paul Dano.
1: <laughs> Did you guys Ooh. see
3: Prisoners?
2: Yes. It's incredibly dark. It's so, kill. so good, but so dark. Yeah, I don't think I've seen it either.
3: Yeah.
2: It kills it. It basically just kind of raises the question of how far is too far to go to save your daughter.
3: Yeah. Huh. All right.
1: Estelle Winwood was an English stage and film actress who moved to the U.S. mid-career and became celebrated for her wit and longevity. Although her official film debut came in the House of Trent, Quality Street was her first role of note. She starred in a television production of Blythe Spirit in 1946 and appeared more frequently in television than she did in film during the 50s, appearing on Robert Montgomery Presents, Elvid Hitchcock uh, Presents, The Donna Reed Show, and The Real McCoys. Her film credits include The Glass Slipper, 23 Paces to Baker Street. Darby O'Gill and the Little People, The Magic Sword, The Notorious Landlady, Dead Ringer, Camelot,
2: and The Producers. I just love old school t- uh, movie names.
1: <laughs> Her other TV appearances, including guest roles in Dennis the Menace, The Twilight Zone, The Man from U.N.C.L.E., Bewitched, Batman, Love American Style, and the last episode of Perry Mason. Winwood's final film appearance at age 92 was in Murder by Death, as The Ancient Nursemaid. Oh, when- When she took on her final major television role in 1979 episode of Quincy, she officially became, at age 96, the oldest actor working in the U.S. She continued making appearances until she was 100 years old. When she died at 101 on June 20th, she was the oldest member in the history of the Screen Actors
3: Guild. Wow. Huh. And she reprised her role on Quincy as a dead body.
0: Dude. (laughs) Dude. (laughs) Pat liked it. Yeah. That's not exactly a great thing. Well, death jokes.
2: You know, it's
1: my wheelhouse. Yeah, that is. That is. On June 24th, William Cayley, director of The Man Who Came to Dinner, among others, died of a stroke at 94.
0: It's one of my favorite movies. The Man Who Came to Dinner.
1: I don't think I've ever seen it. I don't think I have either.
0: It's um, Monty Woolley, Betty Davis, and. William Powell, I think. Uh, it's, it's, we talked about it a couple weeks ago, where the guy comes to give a speech, he falls down the steps, slips on the ice, falls down the steps in the front yard, and he threatens to sue them if they don't take care of him. And then everybody learns things, but it's a, it's a great ah like,
1: learning things. I'm out.
0: Yeah, it's like it's a <laughs> classic RKO um, uh, movie from like from like the fifties. Good stuff. So TV. Top shows in the land are Dynasty, Dallas, The Cosby Show, and Family Ties. I see a clear segregation between those
3: first two shows and those last two shows. Yeah. Late nights and family comedies.
0: I thought we should do a Dallas show, but then I watched the remake, and I really I watched just like a little bit of it, and I'm like not entirely sure that we should do that. <laughs>
3: Aw, you ruined it.
0: Nah. Uh, I've been suggesting we do the Dallas show for a
1: long time, but.
0: Well, all right. June 19th on Nightline, Chief Justice Warren Berger gave out a rare television interview. It's his first since becoming a Supreme Court justice. He made a plea for a major prison reform, including giving prison inmates work, educational opportunities and better living conditions. Berger also answered a question from a convicted murderer via a television hookup. That's kind of cool. Yeah. And an unrelated note, Aubrey Plaza was also born on June 26th, known from Parks and Recreation. Wow. I
3: think we all enjoy Aubrey Plaza's work. Yes.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I like Aubrey Plaza's work more than I like Aubrey Plaza. Like every interview I've ever seen her in, she seems very dull.
3: Whereas her characters seem the opposite. Well,
2: well I mean, her characters are at least interesting. I mean, they may be, you know monotone and, and whatever but i mean she just seems like she tries way too hard as a as a person well like she feels she feels like she needs to be in, you know more entertaining than she is so she tries to i just i don't know i just get a weird vibe from her i've seen like six interviews of her and every single one of them the people interviewing her are just kind of like i don't really know what to do with you right now
0: <laughs> well it's cuz she doesn't have a script
2: right that's what that's what i'm saying that's like I, I think she's better with a script than she is on her own she's not very funny on her own
0: hmm Okay.
2: It's, it was kind of sad to find that out. Like, I, I kept watching interviews going, come on, do something. You know, <laughs> <no>.
0: <laughs> Poking with a stick. Yep. Uh, so Chet Allen was a child actor of the 1950s, mostly known for his role as Amal in Giancarlo Menotti's Amal and the Night Visitors, as we all remember. The first opera written for television, which he made with the NBC Opera Theater. Allen starred in the film Meet Me at the Fair and as the young teenager Jerry Bonino in the short-lived series Bonino.
2: Oh wait, wait till you hear about this show
0: yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry just...
2: <laughs> it's, This gets even better Because you're going to be like, oh yeah, no wonder that didn't last
0: Bonino, a mostly forgotten situation comedy It starred Enzo Pin- Enzo Pinza As a recently widowed Italian-American opera singer Babbo Bonino Undertaking and rearing his six children
2: Yeah, And
0: who hasn't been there?
2: That That's the show Oh, a retired opera singer Raising a family on his own
0: Go oh, to bed. Yeah,
2: like where's the where are you gonna find the humor in that? Like, <laughs>
0: let me tell you about my best friend.
2: <laughs> Every time it's time for for bed, like a, a fat lady comes out of the closet, and starts singing. Uh,
0: Jeez, thought, uh, uh, so Alan failed to make the transition into adult acting. Was frequently admitted to psychiatric hospitals. What? Because of recurring depression. Alan. On June seventeenth, I mean, this does not end well. Just yeah, at spoiler. the age <laughs> of forty-five, alan committed suicide by taking five times—oh my god—the fatal dosage of a prescription antidepressant. But he was yikes.
2: Kind of hard to say that's accidental.
0: <laughs> yeah. Wow. So I mean, it's
2: five f- times noted. Oh man, Dude.
0: no,
3: no, <laughs> no, bad Patrick.
0: So anyway, John Howard Gallagher Jr., born June 17th, is an American actor-musician known for Spring Awakening, which earned her a Tony Award for Best Featured Actor in a Musical. He also starred in Green Day's Broadway musical American Idiot, Jerusalem, and Long Day's Journey into Tonight, all on Broadway. He was also in Alan Sorkin's The Newsroom, the HBO, HBO miniseries Olive Kettridge*, and Emmett in 10 Cloverfield Lane.
3: Ah.
2: Uh,
0: oh, okay. Yep. Yep. Now so, you see him. Yeah. I'm like, nope, nope. Oh there he is. Yeah. <laughs> yep, I know in the is. big in the big drum.
2: <laughs> oh, oh my god, that movie was fifteen minutes too short of greatness. <laughs> yeah. If they had just shut it off ten minutes before, oh, I would have loved it so much oh, more.
3: I love it all. I love it all. And John Goodman was amazing.
2: John Good that's what I'm saying. John Goodman was fucking great. Like if they'd have just you know, spoiler alerts for ten Cloverfield lane, if they'd have just shown the spacecraft and then just cut to black or whatever. Would have been great.
1: Yeah. I thought it was pretty good, but I, I'm with Pat that it uh, would have been better without
0: the twist. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yep.
2: Yes. You're wrong. Joel, You're not, wrong. not you, Pat. Okay. <laughs> <Z>. <laughs> Opera are scats. You are auditioning, auditioning for the remake of Bonino? <laughs> I am. <laughs> Moving on to sports. On June 18th at the U.S. Open Men's Golf Tournament, Fuzzy Zeller beat Greg Norman of Australia by eight strokes in an 18-hole playoff to win his first Open title. Jerome Everton Taylor, born June 22nd, is a Jamaican cricketer who plays for West Indies.
0: Ooh,
2: ah, After just one match playing for Jamaica, he was called into the West Indian Series against Sri Lanka in 2003. Taylor had been named the most promising fast bowler of the Caribbean series of 2003 after picking up 21 wickets for a 20.14 run average, which included a haul of eight for 59.
0: There it is. Was <laughs> 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 no waiting for that. I kind of understand it. Kind of understand. Oh. Yeah. There oh, yeah, we go. Here, here
2: we, Taylor's first ever 10-wicket match haul. Ooh. That was from the, the, the same. I'm sorry. Yeah. It was supposed yeah. to be yeah. the end of that sentence. Yeah. Taylor established himself in the ODI side with wickets during 2006 and was West Indies' leading wicket-taker during the DLF Cup in Malaysia with eight wickets. He was selected for the 2006 Champions Trophy and after four wickets in the preliminary games against Zimbabwe and Bangladesh.
0: I don't know. Occasionally when you're saying these things, I just see... uh, What are those damn furry things at the end of Star Wars? Oh, Ewoks? Ewoks. Just... Bunch or? of bunch of Brits and Jamaicans beating the crap out of some Ewoks because of the wickets. Yeah, the wickets. I you, man. <laughs> Don't ever do that again. <laughs> oh, oh, so wait, wait, wait what?
2: <laughs> 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 I think Bonino is on the phone with you. Ooh. I am <laughs> <laughs> Babu Bonino. <laughs> what could go wrong with this idea? <laughs> uh. And on June 24th, Joe Morgan set the career home run record mark for second baseman with 265.
3: He never made a home run, huh? It's a sad dating life. What? He only was on, ever made it to second base? 265. No, what the hell? The
2: career, <laughs> he set the career home run record mark for a second baseman. Oh,
3: got it. So he was. He was really good at second base, and he finally – He started.
2: was so good at second base, he got home runs.
0: Do you yeah. need a date or something? Is that what's happening here? What's going yes, on? Yes, I do.
2: Yes, I know you're talking to him, but I'm going to answer yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, to get us out of this tweet, NBA journeyman sharpshooter J.J. Redick was born June 24th, and two days later, three NBA players were born. Deron Williams, JJ Barea, and Raymond Felton. This was a good week for the NBA, apparently.
0: All from different women. I just want that to be known.
2: Yes. As far as, then <laughs> they were say, raised by a
1: creepy man in an academy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I
1: don't understand
0: sports.
2: It was called the Rihanna Academy.
0: <laughs> Take us out, Scatman Joel. So yeah, back in nineteen eighty four, the Karate Kid was released. It was a cultural phenomenon.
2: It actually was.
0: I know. I say that with absolutely no...
2: Oh, I've, that sounded like complete sarcasm.
0: No, no, no. Yeah, I'm sorry. I know you get s- so often that it's just ple- complete sarcasm that uh, unfortunately no. Uh, no, this was, uh, if you do not know The Karate Kid, is the heartwarming story of a castaway boy who is being picked on by a group of kids from his high school. All I vote. do
2: want to say uh, just one interjection. Oh. Justifiably picked on.
0: Yeah, I'm going to say that too We're, we're going to get to that <laughs> uh, This was directed oh, Picked on by a bunch of kids in side school Taken under his wing by a the wise uh, Repairman Mr. Miyagi And then after a week or two of training Is able to kick the ass of a guy who's been training in Karate for many, many years Hey What? Can could happen it did happen in your heart. it's It'll true. happen again. All right. So this is directed in my heart. It, yeah, I will. I will crane kick your heart the next time I see you, and that oh will. I will tell you, I love you like that.
3: Aww. Mm-hmm.
0: Aww. You've never heard that. If you love something, crane kick it in the heart. If it dies, then you never really. You obviously
2: it. didn't really love it because okay. you killed it. Right.
0: <laughs> this is directed. By John G. Elvidson. Do we know this guy? Yes we do. He we directed do. Rocky. Rocky Five. Uh Karate Kid Part Two and Karate Kid Part Three. Lean on Me. Uh Neighbors. Oh man, we gotta figure out a reason to do neighbors. Tom Hanks show. Yeah. Tom Hanks, John Belushi. No, Tom Hanks. No, uh no, you're thinking of something. You're thinking um the one with the, the Buzzer Buddies? Uh, oh. John Belushi, Dan Aykroyd, neighbors.
2: Oh, yeah, what is the Tom Hanks movie where he was... It was The Burbs. The Burbs, yeah. yeah. Right. Oh, yeah, let's
0: do that. Um, he also did something called Guess What We Learned in School Today. I don't know what that is, but it was made in 1970. And it looks really nasty. Um, <laughs> so anyway, apparently he made a change in his career later on. Uh, this <laughs> is written by Robert Mark Common. I uh, don't know his work. What's that? Yeah, you do. Yep. Wrote *Karate Kid*, a bunch of them. Also wrote Fifth Element*, *Taken*, and *The Transporter*. And is the writer on *Cobra Kai*. Or no, based. I'm sorry, based on characters created by. Read that wrong. Sorry. Uh, but yeah, he has uh, got a lot of great stuff under his belt. So, there you go. Starring a one Ralph Macchio. As I love Daniel Ralph Macchio.
2: Oh, by the way, real quick. Um, since his name, this is a one of my favorite stories is when they, when they were doing press release for this movie and uh, one of the guys that was hired, like, like um, for the, was pronouncing his name as Macchio, which is the correct pronunciation according to Italian pronunciation. Oh jeez! And like, he had to redo everything because every, you know, anytime his name was spoken, it was said Macchio and like they had to redo everything. And like, it was a, it was an actual thing like between the, um between the studio and the, the advertising company, like, who was going to pay for all that? Because, you know, the, the guy that, that did it all, he's like, I'm not going to pay for just because of the fact that, 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 you know, your star doesn't know how to pronounce his own name. <laughs> wow.
3: <laughs> well, he's not wrong.
2: <laughs> yeah. You know? Yep.
0: So, wow.
2: <laughs>
0: all right. Also starring Pat Morita as Noriyuki, Pat Morita, Hi. Elizabeth Shue. Waiting for it from Pat
2: no i was listening to you said pat marita as noriyuki pat marita
0: yeah he he, he added Miyagi. A, uh, no, no well he was, he he was, was he credited he was credited as oh i see what you're noriyuki saying okay right. yeah cuz he wanted to keep he, he didn't want it to be just pat Morita. he wanted to keep more of the uh, the japanese feel to his name for this one so he had him put him in as noriyuki pat marita uh, elizabeth Shu as Allie <laughs> with an i
3: mm-hmm. there it is
0: yep uh, Martin Grove as Kreese. Uh <laughs> Always a great bad guy. Yeah, yes. he he definitely is. Uh also played Erickson in First Blood Part Two, the Rambo story. Um, he just has a that villain look. You know? Yeah, yeah I think it's the, the giant
2: and, dimple in his chin,
0: or the and the kind of. Yeah, the low Sneely brow.
2: eyed gaze. And just, yeah, he's, just, he's a perfect perfect movie bad guy.
1: Yeah, yeah he, well, he looks like the action figure that beats
0: up all your other action figures. Yeah. Yeah, he totally does. He's like the leader of the bank, biker gang that rolls into town to cause trouble.
2: Beat you up and steal
0: your lady. Yes.
3: Holy crap, Pat Morita had a really racist nickname.
0: Moving on. Pat? Pat? <laughs> <laughs> like Nope. <laughs>
2: My name itself is not racist, Joel. Yeah, just
0: because he's from Texas doesn't make his name racist. What the hell, no, dude? You. John, calm, your, calm yourself. Anyway, uh, so Renee, Randy Heller as Lucille, the mom. William Zabka as Johnny. Ron Thomas as Bobby. Now, which one of the psychos was this? Bobby was... He was Johnny, just random Bobby, member of the gang. Johnny, okay. Okay. Uh, Rob Garrison was Tommy. No, he's, he was the only one that was like, "Had this is one that we're, we're, you know, like we're not going to kill him." Type of thing. Was he the one who was talking sense?
1: Hmm.
2: What?
0: No,
1: Tommy was the guy that got beat up in lacrosse, who later injured. Uh...
0: Lacrosse. Oh, soccer. Soccer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also, he is a callback to a previous show. He was actually Sayer in Prom Night, the original oh. 1980s version. Uh, Chad McQueen as Dutch. This is a psycho blonde one.
2: Yeah, yeah. It, it looks like it looks like he should be one of the members of the Lost Boys.
0: Yeah, yeah. He did. He looked like yeah. He looked like the Lost Boy that they never talked about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He was a really lost yeah, boy. I'm, I'm ready for a minute. Now, you stay there. You stay there. He's And he's been in such great shows Uh He's movies. in training.
2: They just keep him back at, the, yeah. <laughs> back at the house.
0: Now, you just hang up there, dude, uh, as Where the Red Fern Grows Part 2, because that's something we needed. Uh, something called Indecent Behavior 2, Bullet 2, oh, and the last thing he ever did was uh, Fall the Price of Silence, where he played Manny Carlotti.
3: Wait, who is this? Chad McQueen?
0: Yeah, this is a psycho blonde dude. And then Tony Odell played Jimmy, and I think he was the one that kind of looked like the uh, secondhand second hand Kevin Bacon.
2: Yeah, he and he was the get him a body bag guy. Yeah. No, no that's
0: that's Tommy. That's oh, is Tommy? that Tommy?
2: I thought 100%, that was 100
1: okay.
0: percent that's Tommy. Okay. Damn it. Well
2: then I'm missing I'm messing up all my henchmen.
0: Yeah. Uh he is actually <laughs> all right. Wait he, for it. His career is under miscellaneous crew as acting coach for such shows as Girl Meets World, Shake It Up, Diary of a Wimpy Kid, The George Lopez Show, where he was a dialogue and acting coach, uh, and Emerald, the TV series.
3: So he liked to work with kids and chefs. Apparently. And George Lopez? I know. Well, his show had kids on it, right? Or is it like his talk show?
0: No, it was like the, the sitcom.
3: Oh, yeah, bam.
0: <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so that's his. That's what he's been doing as of recently. But he uh, most r- uh, recent acting thing he they brought him back for Cobra Kai. They brought back a, a bunch. Four of the former Cobra Kai people. Oh, very nice. So. Some trivia about this one, uh, the yellow classic automobile that Daniel polishes in the famous wax-on, wax-off training scene is then later offered as by Mr. Miyagi as Daniel's birthday gift was actually given to Ralph Macchio by the producer, and he still owns it. It is a 1948 Ford Super Deluxe. Nice! Yeah. Yeah, that would be something you would never get rid of.
3: Yeah, no yeah. joke.
0: Yeah.
1: Also makes an appearance in Cobra Kai very briefly. Oh, really?
0: You'll see it. Yep.
1: Yeah, I, I won't sign anymore because I know you guys didn't get all the way to the end. Okay. And we're talking about the original now.
0: Yes. Um, <clears throat> also, the studio wanted to drop the drunk Miyagi scene, feeling that it slowed the pace down. Director John G. Alvidson argued for it and felt that the scene that felt it was the scene that got Pat Morita nominated for an Oscar.
3: Well, and- it it gave him more of a backstory and... Humanized
0: him even more, and
2: yeah, I think it was very necessary. Yeah, yeah. I'm that, glad they they kept it in there.
0: I am too. Um, that's I yeah. I just think the that one scene, as goofy as it did seem, it was a little out of pace with the rest of the movie, but it would still told you a, so much about him.
2: Yeah, I so. mean, it's one of the it's it's a scene that keeps the entire movie from just being just a ridiculous like. Kids movie type thing. I mean, it's yeah, like actually a back, back
1: to it, school, after school special,
2: right? Because it, it adds some gravitas to the whole the whole movie. You know, I mean, and it just fleshes out, you know, Miyagi where he's not just some Deus, you know, who just showed up, you know, to mm-hmm. teach this kid karate. Yeah. Like he has a life. He has a he, he had a he has a backstory. He, you know, he's he, got
0: a Congressional Medal of Honor.
2: Yeah, <laughs> and he's a fully fleshed out person. You know, I mean, I and I, I like that. You know, I mean, you didn't get that from any of the other characters other than, you know, Daniel and Miyagi, like, you know, all you know about Johnny Lawrence is, you know, he wants Allie back and he's a little bit aggressive.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, no, and you're right and it gives that humanity to him because otherwise you're right, it would be be a back to school. And it gave a little bit of, uh, you know, tragedy to his life and where he wound up, you know, the loss of his wife when they were in the internment camp and everything else, so. But moving on to happier things, yeah, I know you were worried about this, but the red leather jacket that William Zabka wears in this movie, he still has it.
2: Oh, I thought you were going to say it, it was not real real leather.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was worried about that. I know Josh. Josh is worried about that. He's worried well, about
2: Well, you can still worry. It's, it apparently is real leather. Okay.
0: And of uh, according to William Zabka, he suffers from the Walter Peck syndrome. The character he portrays, Johnny, who is a big bully in the movie, still irks many people, and some have tried to start fights with him, and he has to convince them that the role was specifically written for the movie. That's not a real thing. It's a person I played on the TV.
2: I hear that all the time from people like, you know, um, Jackie Gleason from from Game of Thrones, who played Joffrey, gets that, you know, (laughs) who are these morons that cannot differentiate between an actor and a role he plays? Mm -hmm. Like, are people walking up to Tom Hanks trying to cure his AIDS? (laughs) <laughs> i kind of hope so you're gonna say yes i mean come on man like what the actual fuck
0: well i mean that's in the interview that i saw of the guy who plays walter peck he's like yeah people come up to me and they're like okay you know dude you're such a douchebag he's like those are that, that whole thing was not real yeah
2: like that was not a documentary you moron you look <laughs> just you just like the douchebag from weird
0: science <laughs> or from uh, uh real Bunny. genius
2: yeah do you, do you have a dick? Are you really dickless like they said? Shut up. What is he? I fucking hate people. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hate Josh. <laughs> I'm people
3: almost be, people. <laughs> people must be really confused whenever they see Sean Bean.
0: Aren't you dead? Don't uh... don't acknowledge him. He's a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. All I want is a McChicken. I don't know why Sean Bean is going Sean to McDonald's. Sean Bean's at McDonald's? Apparently. <laughs> um also William zabcock decided that that was kind of cool doing the karate thing and trained and became a second degree black uh second degree green belt
2: oh yeah well that's not really impressive green is only like the third belt How many? I don't think i don't think there are degrees on on anything under a black belt just fyi uh, I
1: when it comes to karate I'm not actually sure yeah
2: I could. no I took karate and you know, like the only like when I was younger like the basic karate I took that and like there's no such thing as a degree until you get the black belt. Was I mean, it maybe it changed. I was fucking. That was 30 years ago, so it could have changed. But you know, we're all googling <laughs> it.
3: <laughs> Guys, Pat took karate from a guy in a windowless van. So,
2: well, yeah, I mean, it was a strip center karate place. It's not like you know, I had like, you know, a Japanese sensei. It was just a dude named Ron or something.
0: <laughs> you get the sticky belt. Ew.
2: I don't think you understand how karate works.
0: <laughs> Maybe he does. He <laughs> don't, I don't know. Alright, I'm not Googling this. This is we're moving. Okay. I highly doubt this, but was this a first ewing for any of us?
3: First one first time this
0: year. I know. Yeah. 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 Um I know Pat alluded to this a little earlier. But Daniel is kind of a little prick. Yeah, I mean, I I assume we've all seen the college
1: humor thing that uh, goes into uh, Reese uh, looking at this from Johnny's perspective.
2: Yep, that makes mm. a
1: lot of sense.
2: Yep. Well, I'm, that's I think they solved that problem in the remake. Or oh, in the, they explicitly
1: in the, yeah. address it in some ways.
2: Yeah, and that's we'll get there. But yeah, that's one of the things I really enjoyed about the.
0: Well, I was watching it with the girls. And when it came to, I think the big pivotal moment for this was the Halloween dance where he put the hose over the side of the stall. And yeah. Both the girls were like if he had just not done that,
2: right? Everything probably would have just gone away. Yeah.
0: He would have. He would have gotten Elizabeth shoe. Because
2: even. Even you know Johnny at the one point when when they he, they drive up on him when they're standing there he doesn't even start anything with him he's just looking at him like oh this is the, my my ex's new boyfriend and I hate him
1: mm-hmm. sure you're gonna give the guy who you've had problems with a little bit of a mean look right that's you're a high school kid that happy everybody would do
2: that right and I do that now when I'm almost fifty
0: <laughs> and all those high school kids are really confused. <laughs>
2: I just stand there and stare at him. Like, Who
0: is that man?
2: I hate you for being young.
0: <laughs> He's a green belt.
2: <laughs> Second degree.
0: Uh, but no, even in the even in the uh, movie, Johnny goes. You couldn't leave it well. You couldn't leave it alone.
2: Yep. And I mean he just, he apparently was willing to just let it go.
0: Yeah, I mean it, I don't think Johnny was as bad as a pe- as we originally thought he was. It when really they,
2: it really wasn't. I mean, watching this movie. As an adult, I mean, I haven't. I've watched this movie probably. This is probably the sixth time I've seen it. Seventh, maybe. I don't know. It's
3: for me too. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, and I mean, watching it as an adult, I haven't watched it in probably a good ten years, and watching it like you know, through just completely fresh eyes, and you know, I, was, I sit there watching like first of all, this this guy, you know, Danielson is kind of an asshole, and he's definitely a whiner, and I really don't like him.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I mean, think, that
2: was my takeaway from watching it this time. I'm like, I just do not like Daniel LaRusso, and I really wish he'd have stayed with Johnny because he doesn't deserve Allie. Well, I will go on I, record as saying it. He does not deserve
0: Ooh, it. that's your line I, in the sand. I,
3: I yep. took some notes, and the first thing I took down was, you know, why why did he do the thing in the bathroom? And why did Allie stay with him? Because he's constantly disappearing.
2: Constantly he, treating her like shit.
3: Picking fights. And he looks like he's twelve, even though he's thirty-five. Yeah,
2: and, and he walks like a fucking goof.
3: <laughs> Don't get me wrong; I like Ralph. Like he Rons walks.
2: Here, he's got but... a butt plug in.
3: <laughs> he does. <laughs>
0: that's how he stays young. That's uh, that's not the secret of staying young. We're not endorsing that at all. I just want I that. Would, I would
2: be fifteen still if that was the secret.
0: Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> Something else that uh, makes me think that Daniel's uh, lack of good decisions in his life is actually genetic. Uh, in the restaurant scene where he's sitting and talking with his mom, and right after he goes over to the Kung Fu place or the karate place and he sees right. see the team, well, he, his mom, well, you would not just believe the benefits that they have here at this restaurant. I'm going to be trained to be a manager, and it has so much better benefits than I had when I was working with computers. I'm like... You know, I'm, it was a different time. Yeah, I was like, oh, uh, part of me was going, okay, it was 1984.
2: Yeah, it could have been like she was trying to sell home computers or something or whatever. Like, back then, it, was, it wasn't like every single job had a computer. True. Right.
3: It was a very expensive and only certain skill sets and people
2: had them.
0: Okay, I'll give you, know? you that. I'll give you that. It was still the 80s. Yeah. Still, mom wasn't exactly...
2: No, but I mean, she was... A single mom trying her best, trying to relocate and do, do better and everything. And her son literally didn't even give it a try from the beginning. He just <laughs> was a whiny bitch from the moment they, they got in the car. Like, from the minute the movie started. He's like, oh, we to go to California. Like, you live in New Jersey, buddy. Go to California. It's so much better. I know, just right?
1: to go to Tashi Station and buy some power converter. <laughs> <laughs> wow.
0: <laughs> oh, that's awesome.
2: Yeah, yeah, he and, he and Luke would have had a lot in common. They could have <laughs> sat around and whined about their horrible lives that are really not that bad.
0: Yeah, I have an apartment complex in California. I moved here yeah. from Jersey. I do have respect for that car, though. That car that, made a cross-country <laughs> trip.
2: Right. Yeah.
0: You know, so props on, you know, that Malibu. Good job, Malibu. I mean, there
2: is also part of me that just is incredibly jealous that, you know— this guy ended up with Allie Mills or Elizabeth Shue. Who, for those of you listening at home, Elizabeth Shue is my number one celebrity crush.
0: Um, Shue, if and you're listening, please do not press charges.
2: Yes. It started with this movie, actually. Funny enough, this was this was the movie I fell in love with Elizabeth Shue, and it's been a obsession that has lasted my entire life. And she, I don't care if she lost both her legs, she would still be my number one celebrity crush.
3: Well, she couldn't get away. And don't Shacken. interpret that as a threat. <laughs>
2: But no, just I mean she's uh, I just I I like her so much. It Has nothing to do with any of her movies or her acting. He's such
0: anything. a fan, and it affects his grammar.
2: <laughs> I do. I like her.
0: He does like her. So, Mister Miyagi.
2: I took a job once just because when I was in there eating food, I noticed one of the waitresses looked like Elizabeth Shue. So I was like, let me take a job here so I could hit on this woman.
0: All right, we've gone down a weird path now. <laughs> And
2: that's a real uh, story. That's uh, how I got the job I, at Dixie. Ch- that's how I got the job at Dixie Kitchen. Remember that job? Jesus
0: Christ! <laughs> I'm waiting for a C and D letter to suddenly appear on a show that we haven't <laughs> even published yet. This is Elizabeth shu She wants absolutely nothing to do with you. Uh, I don't.
2: If I heard from her, I don't care what it would say. I'd just be like, yes, she knows <laughs> I exist. <laughs> now it begins. <laughs>
0: My lifetime goal of getting a sus <laughs> this letter from Elizabeth Shue.
2: All I need is recognition from her. Just to, that just opens the door. Now I can. Oh, if she knows I'm a stalker, forget it. It's over. We're going down a weird path. I need to. I, we need to move on.
0: <laughs> so I was gonna say, Mister Miyagi, if is, this is your kid. Are you gonna let him wander off with this dude?
2: <laughs> yeah, like how many times was he just gone till well after dark?
0: repairing the guy's house <laughs> i eh, you know different time maybe
2: okay so yeah um just real quick back when i first saw this as a kid uh, uh i really i really really loved this movie like i mean i walked out of the theater going i'm gonna go learn karate and that was when i you know
0: i'm to my green belt
2: and I, I did i got up to a green belt or, no, no, no. I'm sorry. I was a, I was a, uh, please. Blue please. belt. No. Ooh, brown belt. Please. God. Ah, white. Second Yellow. Degree? White. Yellow. Green. Blue. Yeah, I got the blue. Second degree. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I very much loved this movie. It was like a little inspirational tale of like you know the little nerdy dorky kid who you know got to beat up all the people and blah 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 and. And I went out and took karate and started beating everybody up. I I actually kind of decided with the Cobra Kai apparently because that was right around my bully stage too. So, so mm-hmm. apparently I watched this movie and was like, I want to be Johnny.
1: Sweep <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: the leg, Patrick.
2: And now as an adult, I'm like, hey, I was Johnny, but I just wasn't as much of an asshole as everybody put me, you know, set me up to be. That's what I'm going to stick with. I'm going
0: to stick with that story. Yeah, yeah. Let's uh.
2: I'm not saying I'm not an asshole. I'm just not as much of an asshole. No. Uh, I was then though. So okay, I guess that doesn't really yeah, I guess it doesn't really apply. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't know if I'd let my kid wander off with Mr. Miyagi, especially if they're coming home back at you know, middle of the night covered and in paint. And he's pants. covered and
2: covered in paint. Yeah, you're like, yeah. What have you been doing? Oh, I was painting Miyagi's house. Like, yeah, I think you're done hanging out with the seventy year old man.
0: <laughs> seventy, he was uh fifty four. No, he was younger than that. That's that's something that Mister Miyagi was it like two or three years ago. The the something came out that um that ah, crap. What's his name? Ralph Daniel. Machia. Uh, Ralph Macchio was the same age two years ago yeah, as right? Pat yeah. Morita was when they shot this movie.
2: Yeah, that's crazy. I remember. And he was only that. like
0: forty three or something like that. So, but uh, no, I I. I like Mister Miyagi. I think he's kind of screwy for giving that Dingbat that nice car. Yeah. So for sure. yeah, it, but um, you know, it. I think as a inspirational story, it's fantastic. And there is actually one of the other trivia that I left out of there, maybe. And for the, I think I might have put it in the next one about that, that the the crane kick was actually an illegal move, and he should have gotten uh, disqualified. Hundred percent.
3: It wasn't the move that was illegal. It was that he kicked him in the face that was illegal.
0: But
2: I, watching this again, though, they they specifically said at one point, I mean, there were several times people got punched in the face and they gave him points. And when she was explaining it, she said a, a hit to the to the, the head, the torso, or the head, the chest, or the stomach was worth one point and legs was worth half a point or something. Yeah. I'm like, it's, I, I used to think that too. But no, it, it's not an illegal hit. They they did it throughout the whole damn tournament.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I think the issue is is that anything that – could actually permanently injure someone would be an illegal hit. There's a difference between a punch in the
0: face and like a full out kick to the nose or, or a kick to the back of the knee. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: It's just that right before they start their, their, their match, the last match before he does the, or the match when he does a crane kick or at the beginning of it, maybe when they start, the code the referee specifically says no kicks to the face or no hits in the face, something yeah, like that. It
0: seemed like the rules were different with every ref. Like every time they had, had they went to a different a different referee, the ref was like, Yeah, you know what? Kick to the back of the leg, yeah, that's
2: cool.
3: Well, they should have consulted Allie. I mean she knew what was going
0: on. I know, right?
2: <laughs> Always uh, consult Allie. Yeah, that's
3: right there.
1: Points are only for kicks to the junk. <laughs>
2: Yeah, it it was definitely a very weird. And then then they had the one guy that was like a complete badass beating everybody's ass. And as soon as he fights Johnny, he just, you know, can't win for nothing. They just got beaten so easily.
0: And that's confusing because it was, do we know what time of year it was when he, uh, when Johnny showed up in town? You mean when he moved When Daniel to... showed up? Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. When Daniel showed up. I mean, how much time did Daniel actually have to train?
2: Well, they said they said it was only only like a couple months when, when he went into was, the oh, dojo. Oh, and... yeah,
0: three months, he said. I got three months yeah. of not getting my ass kicked. When months he months moved there, two it looked
2: he's, like it was... He's, yeah, he's, he, said, um, he said, well, what did that accomplish? He's like, two months of no beating.
3: <laughs> it, it looked like it was the, the summer-ish. Time so either the end or the beginning of this well they're the in California because he was wearing yeah good point
2: yeah so we probably got there around August and then they fought all through September yeah. and then, you know October is when they call the truce and the, and the tournaments in December so
3: okay oh, yeah because they had the Halloween dance
2: yeah
3: oh yeah okay there you go
2: yeah well that makes sense so, so closer to like seven weeks
0: still I mean how Your timeline long... checks out and. I'm sorry. All of except for the one dude who's like, I think we may be the baddies. <laughs> right? It seems to me that everybody in Cobra Kai had apparently done a couple lines of coke before they <laughs> jumped in because they were tweaking out, just like when they're supposed to be standing on the line, and they're like doing that little dance, like getting ready to. Oh man, I'm gonna kick your ass. That's really. Everybody else is just sort of standing there. I mean, don't you think at one point or another, the, the ref would be like, oh, go over to. Uh, Dude, what's his face, um, Crease? Crease, and be like, all right, you know what, dude? You got to calm your boys down.
2: But I, th- I think part of that is just he has got them so jazzed up and pumped up and ready to kick ass, and they just got all this adrenaline and everything running through them. And they're young. I mean, they're they're teenage boys with a shit ton of hormones and testosterone, testosterone going through their yeah. body as it is, and he's there just pushing the testosterone <laughs> button on every one of them all the time.
0: <laughs> Ew. I mean, he yeah, really was, that didn't though.
2: come out right. Yeah. No, I'll stick with it.
0: it. checks out. this may be the first thing. <laughs> this may be the first thing that I actually go back and edit,
2: <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. Like he's just sitting there ramping them all up the whole time, so of course, they're just standing there like a bunch of bunch of jacked up teenagers like
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's exciting well, like... They're, they're feeding off each other and the crowd and everything too, so that's making them even more hyped, and they're winning, so you know true yep. it makes sense um. Did anybody else notice all the really cheesy music?
2: Oh, my God. There was one actual song, and the rest were all just awful. The cruel um, Summer? Yeah, and, that's what okay. it was. Because I remember thinking, I'm like, oh, my God, this is going to be another movie with, sh- with a shit soundtrack. And then that started. I was like, oh, maybe just one song. No, it was just one good song. That's what
0: And here, here's something that's really going to bite you in the ass. That song did not wind up on the soundtrack.
2: <laughs> that's funny. Of course it probably didn't.
0: couldn't afford it. Or probably not. Well,
3: The song that they played when they went on their date, uh, Can You Feel the Night or something like that? That was awful. Um, I don't know if you guys got to it in in Cobra Kai, but they reused it, but they did a modern version of it. No, I didn't notice. Yeah. Um, But you're the best. I mean, that's like the ultimate montage song. For sure. Yeah. You're the
2: best? Yeah. I mean, everybody loves that one. That's a great great joke song. It's a great everything song. It just was
3: perfect. Now if it could be sung by Bonino... (laughs) You're the best. You're the best. No.
1: No. 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 no, It lost no. me at Benino.
0: <laughs> I'm going to go die of dysentery. Sorry. Aw. But yeah, this, the, and, and, and the, here's how cocky Daniel was. Okay. There's a truce called, what does he do? Let's in school. Let's just wander right up to the front of these guys and get him into a conversation with the teacher. Walk right through the middle of them, you know. Because I know.
2: mean, seriously, if you you gotta you gotta not be stupid. Because think about it. If they just beat the fuck out of him again, <laughs> do you really think Kreese is gonna be like, "Oh, you boys are getting the spanking now"? <laughs> like he really won't care if they beat him up.
0: I know. I mean, that's that's the thing. It's like you think he really cares about it? No.
2: He's like, just, you're just you're stupid and playing with fire. Because you know? Kreese
0: is thinking to himself, if I make them not touch this guy for three months, by the time the tournament comes around, they're going to be like, "Put him in the
2: money! Put him in the They're going to try to rip his face off.
0: <laughs> so that was.
2: They're going like, to scat all over him. Wait, oh, wait not, no, wait, uh, uh. <laughs> no.
0: Josh, what about you, man? What do you What do you think about this movie? <laughs> <laughs> Just
2: trying to... Yeah, give him the sa- yeah. Save
0: that one. Yeah, there's no saving it. Josh, please save save us from this poop joke.
3: Poop. <laughs> well, that did it. We can move on now.
2: Oh, consider it saved.
1: Don't <sighs> oh, know. Never been attacked by tree.
2: <laughs> he had some good lines. Oh, Pat Marita was great in this. Movie. Oh, he was. He does he deserved the the nomination for sure.
0: Yeah, this is the first this is the first time I've driven. <laughs> he goes, "What? No, what was it? Uh, I, I
2: don't, don't have, have a license." license. <laughs> Me neither. Me neither. <laughs> okay, then, I guess it's okay then. Oh, really? That's what? Yeah. <laughs> two illegal act- activities wipe each other out. That's, a, that's not how that works, Daniel.
0: It isn't. Is yeah. so oh, if he gotten
2: b- pulled, got pulled over, he just would have whined to the cop. So.
0: yeah. <laughs>
1: I want to talk about the crane kick. Okay. okay.
2: Can no defense?
1: How do you not see that coming?
2: Well, if you're running, <laughs> if you're basically running face first into your <laughs> opponent, you know you you kind of deserve the crane kick to your yeah,
1: face. Yeah, that's that's not the
2: defense. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course you can no defense if you're. <laughs> but I got news for you: can defense.
3: Yeah, can to the head. You'll and defend. You, no,
2: you just you you can defense. It's not that difficult. Yeah, he just spoilers. Watch Karate Kid two. <gasps>
0: and that was Karate Kid two, the one with the little kleppy ball thing? so they
2: yeah, they spit yeah okay, a family Miyagi thing. Yeah, yeah and yeah. then
0: they had
1: like Miyagi's uh, crazy balance on one hand, double leg kick. Yep, yeah,
3: which makes a comeback. Yeah. Um. And yeah. speaking of uh, sequels, um, there also was a cartoon.
2: Yeah, I didn't bother to watch that one. No, sir. Yeah. It's
3: on Prime if you want to watch it. No. But I would recommend.
2: um, Not?
3: Not. (laughs) I watched one episode and I was like, uh, what is this garbage?
1: Oh. I, I just know some of the stuff you watch, like. On purpose.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just imagine Indiana Jones mixed with the karate kid, mixed with nineties era cartoon. No, we I don't know ladies. how many
0: times you want us to say no, but I mean, Yeah.
3: I'm just saying stay away like the plague.
0: It's it's terrible. And see coming but, from you. Yeah. That that that's,
2: that's he, a he lot. thinks Sharknado is good. It is good. No. Mm. No, it is not. It's you fun. know how I know? It's called it's Sharknado.
3: It's entertaining. This was not even entertaining.
2: Not even entertaining. Kind of like
3: watching paint dry.
0: Could be some very active paint. You never know. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah. But, it's um, also anyway. a
1: fairly dramatic moment when they sweep the leg. A-, a leg sweep is not exactly a dirty trick. No. It's a pretty normal karate move.
2: Like, I mean, it, if, are you trying to say that like if your opponent is injured, you're not at all allowed to like touch his injury? Like that's kind of a standard, you know. If if you're if you're in a football game and you know that the guy across from you has, I don't know, a broken finger, slap that hand a couple times while you're playing. <laughs>
3: well, I think the thing was though is that you know it was it was a, a teenager or young adults tournament, so they're trying to teach them fair play and and
2: sportsmanship. You know,
3: yeah, good sportsmanship, things like that, not to do what they were doing, which and was. Don't let Crease in. Right, manipulating. Like how,
2: how many times do you have to let the Cobra Kai beat up everybody else before you're like, we're going to ban you guys from this tournament?
3: <laughs>
1: yeah, that that turns out to be relevant. Yeah. It sounds like we're all kind of chomping in the bitch about the Cobra Kai. <laughs>
0: yeah, we really are. Let's take a break now. When we get back, we are going to talk about. The th- Up on its third season now. Yeah, third season's oh, coming soon. Yeah, Cobra Kai.
3: You're the best. You're the best.
0: All right, we are back. And we still have opinions about Daniel. Yes, we do. Yeah. Um, So decades after their 1984 All-Valley Karate Tournament bout, the middle-aged Daniel LaRusso and Johnny Lawrence find themselves again martial arts rivals. This is Cobra Kai, released in 2018, uh, two seasons out, and a third in the works. So uh, this is uh, starring a Ralph Macchio, William Zabka, uh, as from the original from Daniel and Johnny. Uh, Amanda LaRusso, who is... Ralph's, uh, not Ralph's, Daniel's wife, for some reason. And this, you may know her from Big Bang Theory and something called Mom, uh, which I have not seen. And then Zolo, am I saying that right? I don't care if I'm a... (laughs) Zolo Maradona as uh, Miguel Diaz, which turns out to be Johnny Lawrence's protégé. For the new Cobra Kai, um, he's been in this. He's also was in the uh, Parenthood uh, TV show. Huh. So, very young then. Tanner Buchanan is Bobby Keen, uh, as Robbie Keane as Johnny Lawrence's son, who has gone to work for Ralph Macchio, sorry Daniel Russo, at the car dealership. So you have that kind of like. Uh, I don't, I, I don't want to say Shakespearean, but what is it? What is it when the sun goes to the other side? What is that? Is there a yeah. storytelling phrase for that? Uh, mm. No? Kind of? <laughs> are you trying to say something, or are you Skyping out? What are you doing? No, I was,
3: I was, <laughs> thinking, I was thinking I was there's some things that happen I'm trying to avoid.
0: It. Well, well, then so. don't... Okay, if it's second season, don't say it. That's, That's why I was like, like, don't. Okay, here's here's the thing. If, don't make if, noises if, at us. Yeah. if Sorry. the episode that you are thinking about has a two in front of it. Don't just don't bring it up. That's really easy. Just stick with the ones with the two. Sorry. God. You this sound quick like door. a dog that has done something bad. <laughs> yeah. uh, the strangely named Mary Mouser as Samantha LaRusso, the daughter of Daniel, who is known for Son of the Mask. Alexander and the Terrible, Ver- Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Day, uh, where she played Audrey Gibson. And then Final Fantasy VII, Advent Children, where she played Additional Voices.
3: Oh, okay. oh yeah, Additional Voices.
0: Hmm. Josh, do you actually recognize her voice from that? You'd be well, the no, only one. Advent Children is big. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I know, it's, I know it is. But uh, I just, I mean, it's like there is you know additional voices uh, Jacob Bertrand, who started out as lip and is now Hawk in one of the best transitions of a character that I've ever seen. Uh, he has also been in ready Player one as high school kid and something some show called Kirby buckets uh, okay yeah, that's the thing uh, Nicole Brown as aisha as the daughter of what is it? She's the daughter of a linebacker? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Or some sort of football player.
0: Yeah, some football yeah. player. She is known for Cobra Kai. This is her first stint in acting. She's got a good start. Good. Yeah, doing pretty good. Gianna Dicenzo is Dimitri, uh, the loudmouth kid who doesn't know how to shut up. From this, also been the... from he was in something called Fart Copter. <laughs> <laughs>
2: How was that, Dude, Joel? you haven't
0: seen Fart Copter?
2: How <laughs> was that, Joel?
3: <laughs> you should see Fart, Fart Copter versus Sharknado.
0: It's A <laughs> revolutionary a new movie. toy combines the two things that children love. <laughs> I can't, I can't go down. Farts and copters. Farts and copters, apparently. I mean, makes complete sense. So he's moved up. Uh, Martin Grove shows up as John Kreese again. Ed Asner surprised the hell out of me as Sid.
2: Right? I didn't know he was in this.
0: He's. I am so glad that Ed Asner Asner is still the curmudgeon that he has always been.
2: He would have been if he hadn't. If if he was like ten years younger, he'd have been a perfect Archie Bunker.
0: Oh, Oh.
2: yeah. And
0: Sandra, his home attendant, isn't this also played by Rhonda? Rhonda.
2: Rhonda was the nurse. Yeah.
0: Rhonda's nurse. Who's who's Sandra? Yeah, I just threw it in because. I Kim, don't
2: know who Kim, Sandra is, but Rhonda was the nurse. Well,
0: Joel. No, Sandra. I just threw it in
3: because Kim Field. Kim Fields. Well, according to IMDb, she played a character named Sandra, but Kim Fields <laughs> is a well-known actress, so yeah, you know, she was yeah. a name.
2: No, but I'm straight up telling you that that, that that he he kept screaming Rhonda, so that's why I remembered it.
3: Oh, probably because he got it wrong.
0: Because he's old. I don't think it's him, Joel.
2: Yeah, that to was that is, was isn't? not Tootie playing the nurse
0: oh no i don't
3: know who she was i don't remember her from the series myself but it was tootie so i could not not put her in there
2: Yeah, but i'm saying tootie wasn't the nurse jesus Christ, the i don't nurse. know who she was she was in the show <laughs> well thanks for putting her in there so we could have this lovely conversation about it, <laughs> it all just season. at the bottom you're like oh and uh kim fields was tootie on facts of life
0: <laughs> but thanks she's, she's on the show at some point i don't know
2: but may, I'm glad you made sure to put her in there since you, even you don't fucking know where she was. Oh, nobody knows. Who, <laughs> nobody knows.
0: You know why nobody knows? Because she's from the season two episode. We told you not to talk about season two. I what did we tell was... you? I don't remember. Somebody rub his nose in it. All right, so anyway, trivia. Back to the poop. <laughs> you wish it's poop. Uh, Ralph Malchio was 57 years old at the release release of this series, and was five years older than Pat Morita was at the release of The Karate Kid.
3: Which, it's crazy when you look at their ages, because he's 57, William Zabka's 53, and Martin Cove is 73. And you see him in the series, and they look pretty good for their age, gotta say.
0: <laughs> Pat Morita doesn't look great in this, though. No. You can, you can tell him he was in the ashtray. Yeah, <laughs> All right, so Johnny Lawrence confirms the long-held belief that Danny LaRusso's crane kick that won him the tournament in The Karate Kid in 1984 was an illegal move and should have resulted in at least a warning or had him disqualified with Johnny then being crowned champion of the tournament. Yes, we've all agreed on this. And it's also kind of Johnny's fault because when the dude across from you standing on one foot and pretending that he's flying...
2: Yeah. And you just like literally lean forward and run at him with no Man. real attack in mind?
0: Oh. He's making himself totally available to hit Sweep the face, Johnny.
2: <laughs> I mean, it just was bad choreography on whoever was in charge of that to I mean like they should have at least like made Johnny do something that didn't look like he was just running to get kicked in the face.
0: It was nineteen eighty four. We didn't know any better.
2: I mean, We're yeah, all I running in defeat. That's yeah. what I did in
3: 1984.
0: I'm still doing that. <laughs> it's a thing that we do. All right. So, uh, also, this series, unlike the original Karate Kid...
2: Uh, oh! What? You know what they should have done? Jeez. Like, as soon as he got in the crane kick, Allie should have yelled something like, Go, Daniel! And he turns, you know, and Johnny turns to look, and then, whack, <laughs> is kicked in the face. <laughs> that would have been great.
0: <laughs> Your agent for Daniel is, like...
2: And then, no, 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 no! Not Daniel. No, that's how Johnny got kicked. Is like she says, "Go, Daniel," and Johnny just turns to look and kind of give her a glare. And as he's glaring,
0: or or she freaks him and goes, "Go, Johnny!" And Johnny's like, oh, "She said my name!" Right in the face.
2: I'm pregnant, Johnny. <laughs> now we've gone down a weird road. All right, so this series no, that would be that, that would be Miyagi screaming that.
0: Use the fart copter. <laughs> All right. The movie involved Johnny Lawrence as a main antagonist. This one focused more on Johnny's point of view and not LaRusso's, although the features uh, the series features an ensemble cast with various characters receiving focus as the show goes on. Uh Daniel serves banana rama pancakes to his kids for breakfast. Banana Rama's song, Cruel Summer, appears in The Karate Kid 1984, but in the scene where Daniel first rides his bike to school, the song was a hit in '84, but never made the movie soundtrack. Ah, yeah, there's your trivia. Yes. Mm. And the LaRusso's house is on the same house used for the Walsh family in Beverly Hills 90210.
3: Mm. Which did not
0: include a fart cop As you know. I would not know. I, I do have know. never seen an episode of Beverly Hills 90210.
2: Oh, it was a uh, thing. Yeah, I haven't either.
0: It was a thing. Yeah.
2: I'd never even really kind of thought about that, but no, I haven't. Yeah. Hmm. It was thing. Wasn't it the the Peach Pit, right?
0: Yeah. What?
2: Yep. Yeah. Peach
0: Pit. Okay. Pit's where they all hung out. I
2: remember that from a Trivial Pursuit question. <laughs> no, we had Peach not, Pit think...
3: after
0: dark.
2: Yeah.
0: Are we still talking about Karate Kid? What's, what's going on?
2: No, here? we went into... Uh, um, uh, 90210.
0: 90210. <sighs> okay. I'm not sure why. All right. So anyway. Anyway, yeah. Everybody watched this one. We got through season, almost through season one on some of us. About halfway through, I think maybe episode four or five for this, watching it with, with uh, Susie, she turned to me and she was like, I really like this show. This I think they've really got a great chemistry with... Uh, Johnny trying to get back on his feet and finding out that Daniel never really let it, let it all go either. You know, there's some, there's some good plot going on in this show. Yeah. There's
1: three main themes I could see is like living in the past is bad. Mm. -hmm. Uh, the bullied become the bullies. Mm. -hmm. Shit. And there was another one. I, I just forgot.
2: Mean girls suck. I mean, there was a definite mean girls vibe from that, uh, click oh, that, the, clique that the, his daughter was hanging out with. Well, there was that, a lot of
3: bullies. Yeah,
1: yeah. But that becomes less and less important as you go on.
2: Okay, good, good. I'm I'm glad because that was one of my least favorite aspects.
1: Yeah. I mean that, that, those characters are still there, but it's mostly to tie into Aisha's story.
0: Okay. I think the, uh, Going on that the mean girl thing, the conversation in the car was actually pretty funny. With the with the um, homeless woman wandering around on the outside. Oh yeah. Yeah, I still don't quite get that character, but no, nah, she's a homeless person standing outside the uh, mini mart, <laughs> I guess. Everything. yeah,
1: it's it's a weird. I I agree that with Joel, where it's a weird like comic relief, like poor people are funny. Like we're gonna make all these statements against bullying and then kind of bully the homeless. Yeah, you know?
0: she's so yeah. not like a regular character, but you know, I do like the weird. fact that Johnny still is '80s Johnny in some ways. Oh yeah, they—they
2: they, yeah, not, not in some ways.
3: <laughs> they continue through the whole thing, but he's never, <laughs> never moved on with the times. He's perpetually stuck in '84.
0: But that gives us—that sure. gives us Hawk. I mean, his whole thing with, you know, what, you don't like people talking about your lip. Well, then you better put on an eye or something and give yourself an eye patch because then cause I can't stop staring at that. You know, it's,
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's not PC. He doesn't know what the Internet is. He's not got a phone, a cell phone. You know, he's completely stuck in a, in a time.
1: He's basically your racist uncle with a black belt.
3: With a heart of gold. Oh. <laughs> the heart <of> gold: <laughs> Well, actually, that's one of the interesting things about the show is that even though Johnny was n- initially considered the bad guy and Daniel was the good guy, you know as as the talks have uh, happened over the years about you know, was Daniel really a good guy or not, in the show, there's really a gray area with everybody. There's and that not was
1: like- the third theme. Thank you, Joel. It was everybody's got a story. Joel ah, makes okay. a point.
3: Yeah, there's everybody's in this gray area where they have good points, but they're also not good people at the same time. I'll I'll be honest with you.
2: That was one of my favorite things about this. This show actually was the fact that depending on whose side you were looking at, you know, somebody was a good guy or somebody was a bad guy. And like and that's just that's one of the things I like about the whole, you know, uh, Game of Thrones thing, too, is like, you know, I like realistic type characters where no one is a stereotypical good guy, bad guy. Like everybody has shades of black and white and gray. And I mean, that's life. That's reality. Like no one, I mean, there's aside from your, you know, you know, genocidal fucking lunatic, uh, dictators and stuff. There's hardly anybody out there. That's truly evil, you know, not counting serial killers and, and, and the whatnot. And there's hardly anybody out there. That's like a hundred percent pure other than like, you know, Mr. Rogers and Bob Ross. So, I mean, it's much more realistic to say that somebody is uh, is good and bad and can do good things and can do bad things and can be shitty to somebody and turn around and be great to somebody else. Well, mm-hmm.
0: one of the things that was brought up was that Johnny is teaching teaching the kids the confidence that they need. He's teaching the kids the self-respect that they need, but he's not doing it in the best way.
1: Correct. Well, and that's what happened to him. He was mm-hmm. bullied, so he found confidence through Cobra Kai, and not all of the lessons he learned were good ones. Right.
3: Well, and he he, uh, you know, says many times that he's he thinks that the world is too, too much coddling the kids, and um, D- Dimitri's character is kind of the epitome of that. Uh, and he's <laughs> he's trying to, you know, hey. bring them a non PC life lessons in a very pc world cool shirt
0: oh thanks no i'm kidding it's terrible
3: (laughs) and you know every character in the show at one moment will do something that's you know really good or uh, makes you go oh man well maybe i misjudged them and then in the next scene they'll do something like oh no no,
2: which is that's that's realism i mean how many times in your life you know speaking the generic you have you done something to somebody that's just really just not cool. It's kind of shitty or whatever. And then you, an hour or two later, you know, you end up, you you give $5 to a homeless guy or something. I mean, everybody's capable of shit and good.
3: Except uh, John Kreese.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, even he probably on his own had moments like, I mean, for instance, the one moment when uh, Johnny throws the kid in the pool and while the kid's under he's standing there like being concerned and going, come on, come on, come on. But every single time he lifts him up, he can't show him that. I'm sure as shitty of a person as he was. There were some times when Kreese is like, ooh, maybe I'm going a little too far. I don't know.
0: <laughs> maybe I, I do like when he when Johnny goes, maybe I should have asked him if he could swim.
2: Yeah, yeah. that was kind of funny.
0: <laughs> but no, I mean, it's, it's... Johnny, I think, is... I mean, he's clueless. He has no idea what's going on. But I like the fact that he has reached a point where he's like, you know what? I'm going to get my ass back together. And he takes the money from his dad and then pays it back.
2: So yeah, he can immediately. completely
0: cut ties. As soon as he can, he walks into that house with a wad of cash and says, this is what I owe you. We're done. You know, I mean, he's he, I, I I'm that's rooting. Ed,
2: I, does Ed Asner, Ed Asner have more more time? Oh, yeah, I don't think me. so. That ah, sucks. Okay. All right. Moving on.
0: But right. I can tell you, but no, don't. I, if it's going. got a two in it, you don't talk about it. <laughs> nope. Right.
2: But so, he's not seen again in season one.
0: No. Not okay. as far as I know. But I, what I like about it is that I found myself rooting for Johnny. It's like the the bad guys become the good guy. and He's teaching these kids this teaching the kids good things, but in a bad way. Everything is tossed up in a box and shooken up. And Daniel also just can't leave it alone.
2: Yeah. Well, and well, I, I do. The... Sorry, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. Go. Well, I was just gonna say the, the first time that they have a real like almost when they start realizing, Oh my God, we're going to have an issue here. When, uh, Daniel comes to the, to the dojo and, and confronts him and he's trying to tell him, he's like, Hey, no, those kids were jumping a kid. And then, you know, Daniel immediately just completely dismisses it. I'm like, I'm like, you guys could find common ground if you would just kind of stop and talk and you would find out exactly what happened. But he just, so, I mean, Daniel in his, you know, Daniel way is just so sure that he's right. And so Mm -hmm. sure that Johnny's a piece of shit. You know, it's like, like you could have stemmed to all this crap that's gonna be coming later. I mean, I'm like, it, like I said, I'm only in episode three, so I don't know as far. But yeah. I'm sure there's gonna be some shit happening because of her boyfriend's a piece of shit and all that kind of stuff. But like, he still has his good qualities. I mean, he's not a piece of shit to her, at least as far as I've seen so far. But my point being, which is Daniel. Still sucks. I mean, <laughs>
1: <laughs> The irony of what you're talking about there is Johnny's explanation of what happened is more or less exactly what Miyagi did to Johnny and his buddies.
2: For sure, yeah.
1: And that's the thing. Is Daniel not accepting that? It, it basically, well, no, you're a piece of shit. You're an adult who attacked a bunch of teenagers.
2: Like, yeah, uh, but that's what saved your ass, you fucking...
1: Right? You know.
2: yep. Johnny, well, I mean, jo- Johnny gets a bad rap. He's not necessarily, you know a great guy, but I mean, he's a guy that just kind of wants to live his own life and be left alone. And Daniel just keeps coming in and just fucking with him all the time.
3: Well, and Daniel's, Daniel's taken a success and moved on and, and is, is the modern guy. But, even but he hasn't he, moved
2: on. I mean, what, the first thing he it. does is, is uh, when he sees Johnny is rehash everything and tell his buddies, Hey, uh, you know, like he, he specifically made sure that he didn't bring it up so that he didn't look like the bad guy, but he wanted them, those them guys to recognize this is the guy that I won against.
0: And that's the yeah. thing is like, Oh, immediately. Is this the karate guy? Which means mm-hmm. they have heard that story over and over yeah, and over sure. again.
2: He, I mean, he, he's made a whole career out of it. He's talking about, you know, we kick our competitors, we do this. He's doing karate poses, giving away bonsai trees. I mean, he's, He's trying to rub this in Johnny's face, whether he's there or not.
1: Right. Yeah. And he, I do like that. They uh, explicitly address how kind of cringy Daniel is with his like white boy with the Asian obsession. (laughs) Like they
2: they do at some point.
1: Oh yeah. Like there, there's a big, you're not too far off of it either where he's, he's making sushi for the Asian boyfriend. And it's like, dude, chill out. Yeah. You're an Italian kid from Jersey
2: and he's sitting there talking about, you know, trying to, he sounds like a, like a Japanese version of Giada De Laurentiis who has to use all the correct pronunciation on everything.
1: Right. You sound
2: really pretentious when you do that shit.
1: And it's like, I've known guys like that. And it's always, you talk about cultural appropriation. That's what you're looking at there.
2: Yeah. I mean, that's a definite type of person for sure. Like a a councilman jam. Yeah, exactly.
0: No, the one anchor of saneness in this whole situation is Daniel's wife.
2: Mm -hmm. But I will admit, with her reaction to her daughter throwing a pool party at their house without telling them, I was all like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You're supposed to be a parent here. You're like... Like, like, Daniel's not overreacting.
0: No, I agree with that. On okay, I, t- I take part of that back. One percent of that comes back because, you know what? You come home from, you know, oh, you're not, you're not, you're home early. Oh, what the hell oh, time? I didn't know you're gonna be home already. Yeah. What the hell time does that does that matter? You have all these people in the pool, and and the one guy who came out after he wrecked the bathroom actually that was kind of funny because he's like, where did everybody go? Um, but no, I think Daniel was totally in the right with that one. But once it seemed like Daniel. Has also, been waiting his entire life for some kind of revenge that doesn't need to be had,
2: for sure. Because there's a part of him that's got to know that him winning that tournament was a fluke, mm-hmm. and he knows that you know that's what catapulted him into the success he has, the confidence he has, all that kind of stuff. So in the back of his head, he's he's got to be like, you know, everything that this is based on, my entire foundation of my life was all just luck and a, luck and a fluke and there's no way like if I had to fight him again that I would beat him again. He had to be thinking that because I mean they meet on the street and Johnny's going to kick his ass. Mm-hmm. Without a mm-hmm. ref there to stop Johnny, he's going to get his ass kicked.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think if if the, if it wasn't in the same situation, if it wasn't for the the ref sneezing when he pulls the crane thing or so whatever the heck happened, you know. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't see it, kid. I can't count it. Uh, but no, I mean, he Daniel. It seems like he just can't. He can't let that pass go, which is, I, I suppose, is some sort of metaphor for things. But at the same time, it, it, Daniel has not changed. You know, he's still the he's still the douchebag kid who, instead of just leaving it alone, he's going to put the hose over the over the stall just to get that one more tweak at Johnny. For sure. well, that's just it,
3: though. Both of them, neither one of them has let go of the past, e- even though they're both in different places in their lives. And one is has become, you know, stagnant and just stopped and he's moved forward and has you know, lived his life. They're still both. That 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 was like their. Uh, it was like their fixed point in time, you know, they just can't.
0: Well, I think with Johnny now okay well another little bit of trivia about this is that all the little uh, snippets of uh, flashback that you're seeing are actually un unaired images or unaired scenes from the movie that they never used
1: that makes sense.
0: So, so the scene where you see crease uh, destroying the second second place uh, trophy that's leftover cut from uh, from the movie which I, I when I watched the movie, I'm like, how did I I was ready for it. Like, how did I miss that part? Are you sure no. that wasn't in part two?
1: Yeah, I think that was in Karate Kid too. Was it in two? Okay.
3: Yeah, because at the beginning of Karate Kid two, it starts off with the whole thing with him and and Crease outside of the yeah. the all the arena.
0: Okay. Well, and, maybe maybe that was left over from one and they put it into two. But then I do know that a lot of the uh, in in part of the trivia is that they've used. Uncut or un unseen un- scenes. God, that was hard to say. Why was that? <laughs> unseen scenes to uh, pad out the flashbacks for everybody. So, you know, you don't have like a, a kid who just kind of looks like Johnny, you know, in the flashback. But um, no, I think yeah, you're right. Just- that was Johnny's fixed point in time. And from that point on, he never recovered from it. Because after that, you know, Daniel kicked his ass. You know, in or won the tournament, and nobody wanted anything to do with Johnny past that.
3: Well, and then the fact that Crease, you know, it, in the second one, was basically wanted to kill him, more or less, and or you know was so upset with him that he was yeah going to, yeah was going to almost tried to kill him,
2: and that. Well, I, much I think that was kind of like, I think he just had a snapping moment where you know the the punk little weasel whiny kid just beat his star and he just kind of snapped.
3: Well, and for Johnny though, it, it was like, here's this person that was kind of your father figure, your mentor who suddenly is now, you know, could care less about you because you made one mistake or you lost on a technicality or a mistake of the ref.
2: And it obviously, and your whole world
3: falls apart. Yeah. And you it obviously seriously recovered.
2: impacted his whole life. Exactly. <laughs> I mean the loss yeah. and losing increased uh, both. I mean they they put him on a spiral that he still hasn't recovered from.
3: Yep. And that's what's interesting to watch is you get to see two sides of the same coin. You know what happens to each person after. After. And I think that's
2: one of the things I really liked about it. Yeah. Was was the fact that nothing you know you didn't just get. Oh, so and so is is the good guy and so and so is the bad guy. I mean, I really did enjoy the fact that, like, you're watching, you know, uh, the boyfriend, uh, whatever his name is, Kipster or whatever the fuck his name was. (laughs) Kipster. I don't remember what his goddamn name was. I I just remember I hated his name. Oh, Kyler. Kyler, yeah. Like, you know, he's at one point he's being super nice and super polite and super everything. But then on the other hand, he's trying to buy beer illegally and beating up a kid just because, you know, he, he caused it not to happen. You know, I just, I really enjoyed this, this show and I've only, and I'm only in three episodes into it. I can't wait to watch the rest of it.
1: Yeah. I want to say a few more past that. I was still thinking, you know, aside from Miguel and Daniel's wife and a little bit of his daughter, I'm enjoying this, but most of the characters are not particularly likable.
2: Uh, and I guess I, honestly, that's one of the things I kind of like about it more. Is it just yeah. seems, makes it more realistic. Yeah,
1: that wasn't a complaint, necessarily. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay.
3: Well, and you know, it's it, it could have very easily gone the other way with the show. Because you take something that's as beloved as that, that original film is and the franchise is, and you're like, okay, we're going to revisit this down the road 30 years or whatever 20 30 years down the road it's going to be like a reunion and and it they could really have been handled really poorly and it wasn't
2: yeah and they really are doing they they're they're almost kind of tearing apart the old movie in in a lot of ways they I mean they're not just paying direct homage to it and and painting daniel in you know the same light and johnny in the same light they're they're actually almost now, now I, I mean, they're expanding their characters and making them more uh, well-rounded and everything, but they really are just kind of destroying the tropes of the of the characters from the first movie. Mm-hmm. Which I, I enjoy. I mean, I,
3: yeah, you could have come back and tried to protect what you had, and they're not afraid to kind of take what what was there and completely paint it in a different light. So if you rewatch it, you're like, oh
2: yeah they I'm not they could have sure
3: that I remember remembered it right
2: you know yeah, they they could have kept Daniel as a you know the white hat wearing you know that i mean they they didn't do a very good job of making it happen but that's definitely what they were trying to write for i mean
3: and that's a bold move it's it's risky you know it's it's like taking i don't know I'm trying to think of another beloved franchise like back to the future and you know,
2: yeah, you you can make Marty Marty McFly you know more much more morally gray,
3: right? Or like he so, suddenly he
2: does sleep with his mother or something. <laughs> no, that's too far. I'm he my own father.
3: <laughs> or he was misusing the time travel to you know build his own fortune or something. I don't know. You know something that makes you go back and go, huh? Okay.
2: On, on, Lesson time uh, travel from Mister. I'm my own grandpa. <laughs>
0: <laughs> weird. On, on that on that Back to the Future thing. All right. Yeah. Marty McFly was kind of whiny, but you know what? He had some stuff going on. He also had charisma. That's the other thing is that Daniel has no charisma to back this stuff up.
2: He's, he only has charisma that the plot gives him, basically.
0: Well, I mean, in, he, the, in
2: the first movie, in, you know, well, uh, even, in the,
0: even in this in in Cobra Kai, he his charisma is he's rich. Yeah, you know, he he managed to get this. Uh, this car dealership together, but even in the same thing with the car dealership, spoilers for Pat, the other car dealers aren't really impressed with him either. You know, he's he doesn't well, get respect you. If you're the players. one, if
2: you're if you're the only one that is like cutting your prices to make sure that you win, you know, uh, yeah, a lot of <laughs> a lot of your competitors are not going to like you because mm-hmm. you're the guy coming in and you know being the union buster kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Like if you're the, cur- if you're the, the, what's the, what's it called in schools, the curve buster, you're not going to be popular.
3: Well, and there's, there's points in the show where they kind of have to expand off of Johnny and, and, um, uh, Daniel's relationship. And they have to start, you know, looking at the other kids in the show and, and adding more layers to it. And it becomes a little bit of a teen drama at times, but they keep coming back to the same themes and it, it, it never hurts the show. I don't think, I think it just broadens the audience so that as I was talking about before the show, and not only does it kind of appease our age demographic, the ones that grew up with the movie, but also the, the younger generation that are coming to this new that have characters they can relate to and, and uh, you know, see themselves in and it's, it's, it's smart. It's really, really smart. Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, One of the things this is going to get into minor spoiler territory uh, It shouldn't be a huge spoiler that the first season ends with the All-Valley tournament. Oh, yeah. It, it's paralleling the film.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm expecting that, so that's not a spoiler, no.
1: One thing that I thought was super clever is the way they developed the character's journey from everybody. I found myself watching the All-Valley tournament not entirely certain who I wanted to win.
3: Hmm. hmm. I would agree with that.
1: Um, and it, it's really interesting the way they handle the various characters. That, that's gets, good writing, too. Yeah. yeah. Who gets the particular screen time? You understand everybody's decisions. You understand where they came from and how they got where they were. You don't agree with all their choices. But like when you set up for the big battle, I, you have a lot of cool parallels to the original Karate Kid. And I found that... But, in that moment with all the extra background you got on Johnny and uh, the way they kind of replay the movie Cobra Kai is one of these things that not only is it great on its own, but it retroactively improves what it's inspired by. I think it makes the karate kid better.
2: Hmm.
3: Well, and again, not anything that's probably a spoiler, but as you saw, um, crease, in, in the uh, as one of the the stars in there, he um makes a, a reappearance at the end of the last episode of the first season.
1: Yes, I did and not so, expect IMDb to blow that for those guys. That was that was the big shock I was talking about.
0: Oh, I cre- uh, see. I just thought it was the fl- uh, they had him in there for flashbacks. Oh, oh, so thanks. Nope. no. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't touch on season 2 at all. I didn't I No, didn't no, no. I, I, I'm not wor- I mean, I'm not I I'm I'm not worried about it. I, I
2: assume I assume honestly everybody's going to be back at some point because this has gotten popular enough where you know they're going to want to jump on the bandwagon. I'm not at all surprised that Elizabeth shoe has decided to come in for season 3 because
1: not confirmed it, yet,
2: but Well, but I'm just saying that, okay, that she's considering happen. it. How about that? I'm not surprised that she's considering it because when when they probably did season 1, they, they probably contacted her and she's like, "Uh yeah, no." <laughs> but now that it's gaining traction she you know she probably okay maybe i'm a little she watched a little bit of it she's like they're not really fucking this up it could be fun you know so yeah that's just my opinion obviously i mean she hasn't answered my emails i when i asked her about it oh my god
1: yeah she's (laughs) tweeted when asked directly about it uh with a kind of like a maybe we'll see playing cute with it
0: mm-hmm One of the scenes that I really did like is when Johnny goes back to the when he wants to get into the all of the 18, all under 18 thing and they won't let him in because Cobra Kai has been banned. And that whole scene where he's in front of the the board of directors or whatever it was, you really get to see how the characters have changed. You know, you you've got Johnny who's there. Well, if I don't let me in, I'll just just, I'll just when he's talking to uh, the, the kid, I'll just punch him in the face. No, you can't do that. Why don't you do this? Hold your fist and sque- you know, he he does this whole this is what you should do when you get aggravated. And he's keeping it together, being reasonable and not being the Johnny from the movie. In the meantime, Daniel shows up in his complete douchebag through the entire thing.
2: Well that's why why I was saying earlier, is like I don't really think Johnny was that much of an asshole. I mean he's a little bit gruff and he's a little bit, you know, whatever, but I mean I don't think he's quite the villain that the first movie tries to paint him as.
3: No. Well, and then the, it also gives you the great scene where he's like, "Oh, that's a briefcase. That's a nice touch." He's like, "Oh, I found it in the dumpster." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that just sums up Johnny. Yeah. It. It. Anyway. So you want to well, do? He's
2: definitely learned not to be pretentious. Right. Oh
3: yeah. He
2: he was when he was younger, but he life has taught him.
3: You want to do. It just... Gets better. I'm looking forward to you once you guys get to where I'm at. So
2: Yeah, I didn't get a chance to start watching it until today, and I'm definitely going to watch more. Yeah.
0: yeah, it's good. It's worth your time. You want to do a thumbs-up, thumbs-down?
2: I think it's fairly obvious.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, let's say the original, thumbs-up, thumbs-down.
2: Thumbs-up. Regardless of everything, I'm still going to give it a thumbs-up. It's one of my childhood favorite movies. And it introduced me to Elizabeth Shue. How could I possibly give it a thumbs-down? <laughs> that's,
3: that's three thumbs-up. <laughs> uh definitely a thumbs up for the original
1: yeah me too i mean i'm I'm not giving a thumbs up to daniel i'm giving a thumbs up to the karate kid exactly
0: exactly yeah i'm i'm with you on this too thumbs up thumbs up across the board for me so yeah and absolutely the the new
3: the new series as well i i plowed through two seasons in just a couple of days and
0: oh dude you you saw the second season why didn't you say anything about it it was (laughs)
2: you should have talked more about the second season what the fuck (laughs) 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 (laughs)
0: <laughs> 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 so joel what are we doing next week not the second season <laughs> uh next
2: week we're,
3: we're going to de- be discussing uh catch 22 the 1970 alan arkin original and the uh, george clooney directed and i think produced and co-starred in mm-hmm. remake
0: yeah this should be pretty interesting this is going to be a, a, a kind of a strange genre for us if you want to give us your thoughts on The Karate
1: Kid, Cobra Kai, or maybe call us out for ripping our opinions from college humor, skits, and stand-up comedy bits, you can let <laughs> us know for, uh, by calling us at 708-NOW-RAP. That's 708-669-9727.
0: Yep. And as I said before, our older stuff is on uh, iTunes, Blueberry, Stitcher, talk shoe Podverse FM, uh, I Heart Radio. We are on Pandora. No, we're not on Pandora. What are we on? We're on... Spotify. Spotify. Yeah, that's the other place we are. And go to our uh, Podchaser. Podchaser. Yeah, go to Podchaser, leave us a review. iTunes, leave us a review. We're all over the place. Come on. Talk to us. We want to know what you guys want. Tell me what you want. Cameron okay. Diaz Part 2. Cameron Diaz Show.
2: Even Diazier.
0: Di- <laughs> even even Diazier? I don't yeah. want that. It's Elmer Fudd doing the Car- Cameron Diaz. <laughs> it's
3: a very rascally. Yeah. Anyway.
0: Yes. Yeah, so. We will be back next week with Catch 22, and thank you for listening.
2: You suck, LaRusso! Get him a body bag!
3: (laughs) Sweep the leg, Johnny?
2: was a train wreck that was amazing it was a it was a good fun train wreck but man
3: that was